Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. And this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to share opinions and ideas on topics we discuss. Yes, so pull somebody close because we're falling down the rabbit hole right now, right off the bat, because this conversation already started and we just needed to create this intro to have it because we need to. We need it. We need to. Okay, where were we? So we start all the way now we just pulled up yeah we just pulled up the hermetic principles because they seem to align with everything and we're just having a conversation that just so happens to involve creationism and we're looking at proto-indo-european mythology and realize that everything is not only based on it but that it holds true so the mythology goes that it seems that there are always two in the case of judaism and it seems like most things so in uh, greek mythology son kills mother you said and in norse mythology son kills father yeah while in Indo-European, in, in Proto-Indo-European mythology, twins, one larger, one smaller, the larger one dies for the smaller one. And then in Judaism, El Elyon, which was previously considered to be two gods, is suddenly one god at some point. Presumably, El was taken out by Elyon, or Elyon taken out by El, and then the remainder moved forward with the name. Mm-hmm. Now, in all of these cases, they exist where there is nothing. This is the argument. There's nothing. First, there is nothing. But then this lines up with the Hermetic Principles. That's when we decided to get out the Hermetic Principle because it does explain everything. It explains everything. Yeah. we always Okay. So it, it's, it always comes up in part of any conversation, whether we're talking philosophy or religion or even politics or just uh, genetics. If we're talking evolution and Darwin. Darwinism, it always shows up. The same hermetic principles are present in seemingly everything. And we think it's 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 it's, it's a creation guide. It's yes, it's the the beginning. It's, it's the, the map the of the beginning. beginning. Okay. And now, so we're we're discussing this and we come across the possibility that this is a true creation guide. And so we're comparing notes. El Elyon if we assume, just like all the uh, religions that came out of the Proto-Indo-European mythology that seems to be Norse and Greek and um, uh, Judaism and Hinduism and the Celtic belief systems and all these things, all of them, all of them came from the Proto-Indo-European mythology. There was one people who had this belief system. They were around a volcano. The volcano blew the fuck up. And because they were around the volcano, they were cut off from each other and they just ran in their respective directions. But a volcano is circular, so they just literally ran in every direction. Those people, losing sight of all the other people from the same civilization, later took their myths, and these myths evolved into what we consider the religions of the world today. Whoa. But... They all share similarities because of that. Before, we thought they were based on one another. But doing incredibly deep research, we just found out that's the order in which they were written that we're saying they happened in, when in reality, they were all based on the same group of people. They just all discovered the ability to record their information at different times, Mm -hmm. starting with All of these stories are way older. Than even the Greek. Yes, but way older than anything written. Yes, because uh, the first couple of written things are are not even that long ago as opposed to how long ago these stories were told Mm -hmm. 
So we have, we say Greek mythology came first, but that's wrong because it came at the same time as Norse mythology. It was just recorded like 5,000 years back. Mm -hmm. And so this pattern, we're just saying when it was written, not when it happened, because they all happened at the same time. It's the same group of people who left their home. And became everyone else. And became everyone else. Now, El Elyon, two gods, one kills the other. Mm -hmm. And in Proto-Indo-European mythology, two brothers, one kills the other. Greek mythology, son kills mother. Norse mythology, son kills father. There's first nothing. Let's go to the Hermetic Principles. What is that? That's everything is mind. There was nothing. There was a, a potential something. And yeah. then eventually this potential something created consciousness and asked, what am I? But who did it ask? It had to, um, there had to be a second. Something. Another something. <laughs> exactly. Which leads us to the next Hermetic Principle. Polarity. Everything is dual. Two things must happen. If you ask, who am I? You must be asking something. We don't even need to ask. If you suddenly start perceiving, there must be something for you to perceive. There, something must be there with you. Yeah. So the moment one thing became a thing. So did the other. So did the other. Yeah. Basically, which is weird when you think about it, right? There's potential everything. Mm -hmm. But then it became something. Well, what happened? You needed to remove something for what's left to become a thing. But then what you removed must also become a thing. That's what happens. It's split into two different things made yeah. of the same stuff. Yeah. So then you have one and two, polarity. Two things that happened, whether it's El Elyon, mother, son, father, son, uh, lovers, or brothers. You end up with two things by default. Yes. And two opposite things. Two opposite things. They must be different somehow because they're never equal. Now... What's interesting is one must always kill the other to create the universe. That argument seems to be consistent. In the case of the Proto-Indo-European mythology, the smaller brother kills the bigger brother. Mm -hmm. And out of his body creates the universe and humanity. And all these other stories is the same thing. One of them has to die. In order to create the universe. To create the universe, yep. Interesting. Interesting. Now, this takes us to the next hermetic principle. The principle of gender, which says everything is gender, everything is masculine and feminine, which brings up an interesting point, which is around the point that we decided we needed to start recording this because it's yeah. checking out too hard. Mm -hmm. We usually believe man created the universe. Because that's how it's always written, but yes. That's how it's always okay. written. But that's wrong because in every one of these stories, the smaller kills the bigger. Mm -hmm. The larger god is killed by the smaller god. The larger brother is killed by the smaller brother. Presumably, L, or if L is the smaller one, because we're just going to assume based on the name being smaller, and Elion is the larger one yeah, because of the larger name, just throwing to, attaching some value to either one of them. Yeah, just guessing here. Then L killed Elion to create the universe and continued forward with the name El Elion. Mm-hmm. And that just means Judaism is probably even more accurate yes. than most other religions. And we were relating it, though, to, what was it? The feminine and... Yes. No, the, um... Yeah, no, uh, masculine and feminine. Because at the end of the day, we believe that males created the universe. But that's wrong. Because if we look at how nature presents itself, yes. the male is who gets sacrificed. The male is who goes. 
because the male must give up something for then the female to create with it. That's literally yes. how it shows in nature. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Yes, the male doesn't create shit. No, the male gives up what is needed to be created, mm -hmm. what is needed for creation by the female. Yes. Meaning, Jehovah is either a female or the wrong God we're looking at. But even through Judaism, he isn't even the main God because he comes from Elohim. Oh, yeah. Elohim, which is Yahweh. Yes. And Yahweh comes from El Elyon. Elyon. Oh, it's so confusing. But then everything has this. Chaos exists within Greek mythology. There's this greater thing that was nothing, and then two things came from it, and one of the things had to sacrifice the other of the things to create the universe. Mm -hmm. So the creation story holds up pretty solidly. That's so crazy, yes. And the hermetic principles seem to be associated with everything. If we look at just polarity... Two things must happen. It is unquestionable. It just breaks it up. It and those two things, two. one needs to be masculine and the other one needs to be feminine. And the masculine, the stronger one, the bigger one, the more potential must be sacrificed to spread that potential into creation. Yes. By the feminine. The male isn't what's important. The male is what gets killed to create. The female is what's important. I guess it, either way, you still need both. You need both. They're both equally important in different to. ways. Yes. Interesting. No female has ever given birth without a male. Like, like the sperm isn't important. Oh, but you don't need a man. You don't need a father. Mm -hmm. You need a sperm donor. That is fact. There's no way around that part. What about Mary? <laughs> no. Mary's a weird, impossible <laughs> story. Yes, I know. Um, Do we go all through all of these? What about correspondence? As above, so below. Oh yeah, I guess we kind of already talked about that. How animals are doing this, like of yeah, course. yeah. Uh, when it comes to creation, but actually, when we talk about every single part, right? Because if we say that there's the potential for something, and that that collapsed into two things, and that then that created uh, one of them was sacrificed and created the universe with the help of the other that was not sacrificed. The other one who's not sacrificed molds the body of the sacrifice into the universe. Mm -hmm. And then from that come humans. Now, life in general has the same process. First, there is the potential. Whatever exists inside your mind, that consciousness that is a singular entity and that yeah. breaks up into two things, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. One of them got sacrificed and pushed into the background. That is what creates perception. Then the front is the one that's taking in the information. So actually, you could say that the one that's inside, the smaller, weaker of the two, is the one creating perception. So the subconscious is the feminine. Because the subconscious oh. is the one that's deciding what the universe looks like. Yeah. While the conscious mind is out here, it's sacrificed into the physical world. It's unsafe. It's in the place where danger could happen. Yeah. It was thrown out there, but still there's two things. So duality is already satisfied. Oh, wow. Even in our minds. Well. Yeah. Just the concept of reality and the breaks up like that over and over. Hmm. Even if we go to the atomic scale, there are atoms. Hmm. That have electrons and protons. Down to the atomic scale, we have things that are two. And there's a nucleus. There's a center that they're both hovering around. There's the important thing where the electrons and protons are kind of part of. So there's the one thing that's the two things. Yes. The nucleus. So everything has this rhythm. Everything, everything has, has this two. pattern. It's weird. I was reading earlier, though, about 
just random things that were taken out of the Bible. And one of them was that Jesus was talking about we have two souls and one belongs to God or something like that. Interesting. Like, even whatever's happening in us spiritually would be two. Duality. Maybe he was speaking. Maybe one, a, a lot of the debates are that when um, people are referring to the spirit, they are talking about our conscious mind. What is it that moves you? What is it that affects your body how do we move how do we think how do we process at all and that we're talking about the conscious and subconscious mind when we're referring to the spirit and but he, in this case it makes sense to say that there's two yes so he actually knew that there was two he was talking about the conscious and the unconscious and the subconscious yeah interesting mm-hmm. that's a fascinating idea that just kind of i don't know it's it's overpowered because how is it that the hermetic principles are so on point all of them the principle of mentalism everything is mind the principle of correspondence as above so below vibration nothing rests everything moves which is interesting right because the second that the potential collapsed into two things action began the universe must be created yes yeah and then everything happened and everything is still happening and everything is still happening yeah from the moment that it stopped being singular mm-hmm. everything has been happening mm-hmm even if you look at the Big Bang, okay, there's, so there's nothing. And then boom, there's something. And shit has been happening since. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. nothing rests. Everything just keeps happening forever. It's impossible to stop. It's weird because the hermetic principles line up perfectly with science too. There's nothing that violates these rules. There's nothing. Hmm. Did we go through all of them then? Rhyme? Rhythm. Rhythm. Oops. Well, there's a vibration, nothing rests. There's a polarity, two of everything. There's gender, masculine and feminine. There's rhythm. Everything comes and goes. There's flow. There's up and down to everything. You have only joy because you know what sadness is, and you can only experience sadness because you know what joy is. Do you think rhythm somehow relates to the gods and how they work, though? Um, If you think of Jehovah specifically, he must be forgiving, but he must also be wrathful. So there's the up and the down. Yeah. If you look at the creation of the universe, then there must be the death in order to create life. That's literally the up than the down, or the down than the up, depending on how you want to look at it. Yes. I guess it could be the down. And yeah. So down. it's not only that there is polarity within that situation that came from mentalism, and there is a masculine and feminine uh, breakdown of those things. Mm-hmm. And also, chorus, uh, the fact that everything keeps moving infinitely once that uh, mentalism breaks into two individuals. Yes. But rather that there is flow, there must be something incredibly dark to bring some, to literally bring the light. Mm-hmm. Death is the bringer of life. Something died first. Death was number one, and then life. Without death, there could be no life. Death was the is first. Supernatural, thing. the closest thing to the truth. How death and God happened at the same time? They yeah. don't really know who came first. Yeah, interesting. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. And I also, guess they so. had two main gods. It wasn't just God. It was the darkness and the light. Yeah. yeah, which we've been talking about. Yeah, polarity. Interesting. And it's it possible that death sense. predates God. But even in this story that we're saying, yeah, I mean, in supernatural. Like, no, I mean in with the. Oh yeah, because the when we're talking about the current God, we're talking way down the line, because there is these two gods that collapse out of the nothing. Mm-hmm. All oh shit yeah supernatural got it. Because what happened, there was literally the nothing. Now, the nothing didn't create the universe. There was potential. And out of that potential came death and the nothing. But was death death or did the nothing get rid of death or did death get rid of the nothing? Death might have killed the nothing, thus something could happen. 
That makes sense. Interesting. Weird. But then that makes God death. No. No? Okay. Wait, Jehovah? Yeah. No, Jehovah's way down the line. No. There was just some other shit that the, happened. The main God, I guess. The creator of everything was death. Yes. Yes. That's to say that the younger brother who killed the older brother, mm -hmm. we now call death. Yeah. That's to say that whatever son killed the mother is who we call death. Yeah. That's to say whatever son killed the father is who we call death. Because the first act they made was, was to murder. Yes, while the bigger one was the nothing. The life. The life. No, no wait, that's life weird, came out right? of nothing. Life came out of nothing. In order to have life, you must remove nothing. Crap. This is an ah, abstract So he solved the problem. Oh my gosh. We solved the problem of nothing and how something came out of nothing. Yes. Death happened. Death, death is happened. the solution. Yes. Death happened to nothing. Yes. Now, death in itself is a concept that doesn't apply to anything. It's just an idea of removing. But removing what? Well, if there's nothing, then you're removing there being nothing, which by default allows there to be something. something. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Whoa. Because when you're like, okay, there's nothing. We'll try to conceive nothing. Well, that's hard. But what if the being nothing died? Well, now, now there's something because the nothing died. Yeah. But that's a problem because that does hold up solidly with, with the theory of the universe, right? Because it, it, would, it would cycle. It if, would cycle. If nothing could die, then something could die. Oh, yeah. So something will eventually die, yeah. and then that will be the birth of nothing. Yes. And it will be a slow death, though. So yes. it's okay. Because I don't think death is in a rush anyway to kill anything. Death doesn't... Because death happens. Death happens, yes. So there's no... Like, it's not a being that's waiting for people exactly. to die or anything. It's just, it's going to happen. And we personify it. Yes. But these two beings we're talking about were just... Again, when you ask, what am I? You, there must be something you are asking. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what's the point of the question? Yes. So this potential suddenly becomes a place with nothing or the lack of a place. It just becomes nothing and death. The only anythings. Yes. And then nothing must die for there to be something there. But death doesn't die. Death is just death. Death has always been there. And it's still here. Yes. Death will, will always, always be, be there. Here. Yeah. Yes, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Death is the everything. It's the ultimate. It's the nothing. God, or whatever you want to call it. Wow, that's fucked. I mean, because we think of death as a bad thing. Yes, but, but it's natural. It's natural. It's the most natural. It's the most natural thing. Things, so... You should be um, worshiping death, I guess. Yeah, if kind anything. of. If we're really know. talking about the the most ultimate of gods, right? Because Jehovah could probably die easily. Jehovah could die. Yeah. Zeus could die. Any of these gods could die. They're gods, but they're not infinite. They're immortal by our understanding, but they can kill one another, which means death can happen. Yeah. It's proven. Mm -hmm. The only thing that can't die is death itself, because then everything would last forever. Yeah. Except. I guess it lasts forever until there is no more death because well, no, there all the things did die. No, no, no. There can't be because no, then yeah, there would yeah. exist nothing and nothing will eventually die again and yes, thus yes. start the cycle. Oh, okay, okay. You could even put it like this. Mentalism. First, there was a single potential energy and that single potential energy fucking died and two things came out of it. Yes. And then one killed the other. Yes. And that created the universe. 
So first gods were created by the death of the potential energy that then led to the death of one of the gods that then created the universe. Shit. Yes. Death is the ultimate god. Yeah. Because the nothing, no, that's just something that popped up. And then nothing died in order to create the something. Yes. And eventually the somethings will all die. And, and then there will be nothing. Yeah, it'll be the birth of nothing. Yep. And nothing could last for an infinity before it dies. Yes. Because that's the because thing. It we takes tried... nothing to realize that it's something for it to die. No. No, no, no. The nothing is nothing. It doesn't realize it's something. The death of nothing, when you remove nothing, you are left with something. Yes. But how did, what is the thing that asks itself what it is? Where did that come from? Because it was first nothing and death. Or was death the one that the, asked That's the interesting. That's interesting, right? Because it's possible that death, the infinite potential, asked. And in asking, realized, there's me, but I'm asking what? Nothing. And then it killed nothing. Oh, okay. Yes. Ah. So nothing and death were the same thing. Yes. That's to say, we. I have the thing, the the, the argument that perception and nothingness equals somethingness. So there's a perceiver looking into the non-existence and sees something. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing. There's really nothing. We can prove really that nothing. almost down to the fucking granular neurological level. The, everything is created inside your head. There's probably nothing outside of your head. Yeah. That's probably the fact. It's just it's energy. <laughs> yes. But we're looking at nothing and thus we see something. Mm -hmm. Is death the perceiver or is death, or, or am I wrong about that, right? And death is, I mean, do, do we need the perceptual layout for this? This is where you are, you and your subconscious are connected in such a way where your subconscious believes their world is the real world. Yeah, oh, okay. Right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And you believe your world is the real world. Now, you can make, I love the roller coaster versus the coffee, right? You are sitting home and your friend calls you or sends you a text message, you look at your phone, and in your phone it says, hey, you want to go to the theme park? You're here having coffee. In your mind, you were just living the moment of having coffee. In your head, you're having coffee. But they, you read the message, and now you hate theme parks. So the first thing you picture is the horror of you on a roller coaster. Hating the roller coaster. Oh, my God, so scary. Ah, roller coaster. Yes. In your mind's universe, that was a seamless transition. There was not, they weren't sitting at home drinking coffee and then, boop, oh my God, I'm suddenly on a roller coaster. What the fuck is happening? No. To them, it's seamless. They wouldn't, they wouldn't know there was a moment a second ago. To them, there was a road that led here. Yeah. They were probably asked the same thing and they said yes. And then they went on the then road. Then they coaster. went on the road. But you don't see that part. You made these events happen and seamlessness corrects it. Mm -hmm. You could be living the same moment where you were just doing some whole other thing, and now you're suddenly doing whatever it is you're doing now, but it doesn't feel like you're suddenly there. It feels seamless, like you got here through a set of processes. Mm -hmm. But you might just be this other thing's thoughts. Yeah, you're this just the you... thoughts of what you think is your subconscious, but to your subconscious, you're the subconscious. Yes. What if that's what's happening here? And that because it's one tangled mess that you can't really separate, but it is one fucking thing. And we're thinking death, but death is by default life. And yeah. this is some sort of tangled mess that we don't really comprehend. It's the same shit somehow. Yes. And that the nothing and something are exactly the same thing. Now, hear me out. This is where it gets kind of weird. Okay. What? If life, then nothing. If death, 
than something. Life can only occupy where there is nothing. And death can only occupy where there is something. Uh Uh-huh. The thing that is life-death is one thing. And the thing that is something-nothing is the other thing. The potential is what they both were. But then in the collapse of that, we end up with this polarity. Which is... Okay, that is... <laughs> it's it's complicated, because we think of life and death as two different things, but they're the same thing, right? Yes. And something and nothing as two different things, but they're the same thing. And so this collapses mm-hmm. into these two different entities. Life, death is one, and nothing, something is the other. And whenever there's life, there is nothing, and through that process, life happens. Now there's something, but that something has to die. The same thing that made life will take it, and the same place where there is nothing, there is something. And it's an infinite fluctuation. Yes. Because rhythm. Yeah. Everything happens in waves according to the hermetic principles. Mm-hmm. So it just jumps back and forth over and over. If nothing, then life. If something, then death. Yes. Wherever there's nothing, there will be life happening. And that's the process, right? So in this moment of the breakdown that these two something, nothing, life, death, Things amaboppers exist. Yeah, whatever the cases might be, these things might be or might not be. Mm -hmm. Life invaded the nothing, and the death of nothing is creation. Yeah. So the nothing became the something, and then flipped by default because they're also tangled. It seems like they're not connected, but they're also literally the same one energy. Yes. So life killed nothing, thus something happened. Mm -hmm. And then death kills something that happened where there was nothing and this cycle is forever yes it always fluctuates so even down to the smallest of scales atoms coming in and out of existence like they particles. are the same but they're not exactly and it's really hard to say what is what here's the but thing you can, all things of. are masculine and all things are feminine in yeah. this argument we would be saying that when life then life is what's feminine life is the creator And nothing is the masculine that must die. Okay. But when something, something is the feminine. Well, because it's always flipping, okay. It's always flipping. And death is what has to wait it out. Yep. But death is not the creator, it's the remover. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting, yes? Yes. Because they always, they're they're both flipping. Yes. Okay, so. They always flip, and they flip in rhythm. In, in sync. Yes. So if one is up, the other's down. If one is down, the other's up. And it always, this always happens. Is it possible to have both up or both down? Or that can't be? That's interesting. I don't know. Could no. we have nothing and death? Because I guess the argument would be that we're, we're, conf- we're trying to think about it on a human scale. <laughs> right? But life and n- death are essentially the same thing. Because in either case, if we just take away the term life and death and just say killed, you killed the nothing until it was alive, until something happened. You killed the nothing until something happened. Okay. That's... But you can kill the something until nothing happens. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. Now, the That's question weird. is, I guess, no, they don't switch. They can't because whatever the case might be, the killer is always the creator. It's always the female. Death and life are the feminine that must always sacrifice the lack of something or the existence of something uh-huh, to create the okay. other. Okay, yes. Okay, so those are both masculine Masculine. Sides. Those are both masculine. But does that make sense? That it would flip 
well, two different masculines? Well, it, no, no, no. We're thinking flipping because we're thinking of it from a human scale. Oh, There's okay. just one thing there. It's just one thing. Oh, okay. And life and death? That's, again, just us labeling the different experiences. But, but at that scale, yeah, there's no difference. It's just uh, how does this affect that? Yes. Well, this happens. Okay. The killer must always kill. And it kills whatever there is or isn't. If it kills something there isn't, then now there is something. And if it kills something there is, well, now there is nothing. Yes. And that's always the way. Yeah. Ah, it's that. That's it. What? That's it. There's killer and creation or destruction. There's killer and destruction. Yeah, yeah. It's hard mm-hmm. to explain because it's still us using now killer. Okay, we summarize it. We summarize killer. I don't know how to summarize nothing something because nothing is such a complicated concept. Yes. Right? We'll call it anything. No, because that's still something. Anything is something. We could say, well, that brings us back, right? Instead of saying consciousness, but I guess that's a good one, right? What? Consciousness is the equivalent of life and death. And perception is the other thing. So the conscious mind perceives. If we say perception is, no, because perception is witnessing. And then again, we are back to the problem that you can't perceive nothingness. But whatever this life-death thing is, the killer, Mm -hmm. is still capable of interacting with the nothing. To turn it into something. To turn it into something. So it's beyond the idea of perception. It's beyond perception. Yeah. It has to be. So we have the before and the after. We have potential, and then we have the stage that we cannot define right now. And after that, we have perception and existence. Man, it's it's because nothing is so hard to think about. Yeah. I don't know. Unless nothing and something are totally different things. And there is something different between life and death. On the flip side. What? Oh, shit. Maybe. Maybe. What if? What if we're looking at this wrong and something and nothing aren't states of, aren't the opposite state that split off, but rather life and death are not the same thing. The things that came out of the potential are life and death. And whichever one at any moment dominates the other results in what there is. Hmm. Let's assume we exist within whatever's not dead, but they always switch roles. This allows us for them to switch roles. In an infinite ongoing battle in reality, sometimes death is the winner and there is nothing. But sometimes life is the winner and there is something. But how does something come out of nothing Well, in that way? No, no, no. The one title that we put at the beginning for both of them being one thing still applies here. Kill. If death kills life, then nothing. If life kills death, then something. Okay, so at the end... And then that, yeah, that decides whether something or nothing. Oh, okay. So there's potential, and then there's life and death as two polarities. The universe hasn't been created, and neither of these things are something yet. They're nothing. It's, they're nothing and something simultaneously. They manage to be both. Yes. That works. Uh, That checks out. Okay, yes. They manage to both be both. They're both nothing and something. Yes. Life and death. Something is a thing. It's whatever these are. But these these, aren't really things. These aren't really things. These (laughs) concepts come to something and nothing out of the potential that existed. They're different potentials. One potential of all became two different potentials. Mm -hmm. The potential is everything is potentially alive or potentially dead. Yes. The end end. is still just potential. They're just potentials. Mm -hmm. There isn't something or nothing yet. They infinitely fight and forever 
wave in and out of who wins. Yeah. Maybe before, well, actually, we can say that everywhere there there is nothing is death, and everywhere there's something is life. If we look out into space and we're like, what's the fabric of the universe? Well, it looks empty. Well, there's not really anything there. There's particles. If we zoom in really close, those particles, well, that's something. That's life. But uh-huh. in the space between them, if we were to get as small as possible and leave as far as possible from the gravitational impact of anything, well, that's death. There's nothing there. Darkness and not even darkness. That's a concept. That's us looking at light spots and seeing the dark in equivalent. Yeah. But there's not even dark. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's death. That's a product of death. Life and death coexist. And nothing and something coexist as a result. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Ah. That's the same. Maybe death is the nothing and life is the something. And the battle equates to what happens as a result. But they're always battling through all of infinity. So both things exist simultaneously. Things will suddenly die. Things will suddenly live. There's always people being born. There's always plants growing. There's always planets. There's always, but there's also gaps of tremendous nothingness everywhere. But then the beginning doesn't make sense anymore because in the beginning there was nothing and no, something, no, no. and then so- nothing killed something to become at, at the beginning everything. Nothing and something were one thing. Yeah, there was a singularity. Space hadn't existed yet. Space did not blow up into existence. Mm-hmm. Both things were just one potential thing, and then. Boom, everything happened. But what did it mean everything happened? Well, life and death split up, as did all the things. Now there's gaps of nothing and gaps of something. Oh, okay. Appropriately. So one thing didn't die. Or the thing that Neither lost... is dead necessarily. They're always killing each other. Yes, okay. They're okay. always killing each other, and we think one killed the other and one is dead. But, but not no, because really. it is death. Because it is death. So like, and life is always life. You can't kill yeah. life, and life can't kill death. But also, they're always killing each other, which is why we have life and death. Or they're never killing each other, so they coexist and merge into one another in weird ways that then leads to different combinations of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess this still checks out. It's really complicated, though. Yes. This is like deep, deep. This is the true religion, though. This is the true religion. This is the the true... And it's interesting, because this all comes from Proto-Indo-European mythology, crossing it with the Hermetic principles. Mm -hmm. To say all the religions are based on this. All of them. Everything that is considered a religion is based on the Proto-Indo-European mythology. And somehow, the seven Hermetic principles. Somehow. But somehow the seven Hermetic principles talk about the universe as a whole. Mm -hmm. But... So does the Proto-Indo-European mythology. Because, again, the smaller must kill the bigger and then life happens. The female must take something from the male in order to create a baby. Like, it still checks out somehow. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's so strange. Because even if you think of Greek mythology, right? So son kills mother. Well, the son came from the mother, and the mother's eventually going to die. But within that time, that child might give birth to their own child. Yeah. Hmm. So you came from the thing, the thing died, and then you made a thing of your own. Yeah. Maybe not literally you killed your parent and molded somebody from it, but again, no. that might not have literally been the case in Greek mythology. Maybe mm. they were talking about, well, the son will outlive the parent and create. That works. That fits reality. Children yeah. outlive their parents and oftentimes have their own kids. Mm-hmm. So that would work with the Greek. Was it Greek? Yeah. That works with everything. Mm-hmm. What about the two brothers? The two brothers. Well, that's interesting, right? 
because that doesn't fit the parenting style. But they're they're all talking. Once the Proto Indo Europeans left the region after the volcano exploded and they all flew in their respective directions, whatever group was dominated by whatever thing probably made the thing happen, right? So a bunch of men or a bunch of women being the primary population could have influenced how the story evolved in, for example, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Maybe the women talking to the children of, well, one day we will die, but you still have to keep making more of us. Mm-hmm. And then that's told to us in the version of Son Killing Mother. Or a bunch of, of majority men happen, and then we end up with Norse mythology, where we get the narrative of, I might have created you. But you have to take everything you've learned from me when I die, and you're the man now. You have to move forward with whatever I, you have, you've taken from me, whatever you've learned from me as your father. I die, you move forward with that knowledge, and you make, you create. Okay, you, so the brother's one is the closest to the, to the right one, though. Yes, to the duality, which is also featured within Judaism, Yeah, which is, well, El and Elion. Because these things were probably at the same time. Yes, and... Actually, they're still at the same time, really. This actually, based on where we landed here, suggests that uh, Judaism is the most accurate, even more than the Proto-European mythology, because the fact that El and Elion are sort of two but one suggests that understanding of life, death, simultaneously, but different and the same all at the same time. But they thought one killed the other, though. That's unclear whether they think one killed the other, one is the other. Oh, okay. There's a... That's the interesting part. It's merged in such a way that, yes, there were two, but yes, there's one. Okay. And it's happening at the same time. complicated. The theory would be one killed the other. Mm -hmm. And rolled forward with the name. But maybe they're both there, which is why the name didn't change. Mm -hmm. Why didn't it just became El or just Elion? Yeah. El Elyon as one thing, but as two things simultaneously fits the one potential two polarity masculine feminine rhythm. Life, death, etc. Life, death, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It fits. Mm, so yes. El Elyon is the greater God, suggesting Judaism is the most accurate of religions because somehow they nailed this metaphysical concept quite accurately. Maybe the rest of the narrative don't necessarily make sense, but this highest of all points. Mm-hmm. seems to check out pretty well. Yes. And somehow they got closer after the fact rather than at the beginning because they still had the narrative of two brothers and a cow. And a cow. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that cow. What was yeah. the cow doing? It was a cow of creation. Oh, okay. But it's like, no, cows weren't made yet, bro. What do you mean? the story, though. That would mean there was three main beings. Yeah. Which also, that's supernatural. No, stop it, supernatural. Supernatural's on point. Maybe they, I mean, supernatural <laughs> probably did a lot of homework. Yeah. But this is completely mm. fascinating. I, I am truly amazed by how this is playing out because I don't, I, I did not expect this to happen this way. A finding out the truth? A finding out that death and life might not just be. First, okay, it is amazing that. Life and death. We're getting closer to understanding nothing, maybe? We're getting closer to understanding nothing. That's interesting. That's a hard one, too, right? Mm -hmm. That's a hard concept to get. But we are getting closer to understanding nothing. And actually understanding that something is nothing, which is the visual we needed, because understanding nothing on its own seems impossible. But understanding that something might be nothing, or that death might be nothing, and life might be something. One of these orientations is right. 
Yes. Now, something mm-hmm. being nothing makes sense. It just flip-flops. And life and death being the same thing, flip-flopping as well makes sense. But I think it checks out more that life is something and death is nothing and how they're touching each other and interacting with one another is what we perceive as reality. It's so intertwined. It's really hard to tell. Like, it could be either way. This could be really four different works. entities in general. We don't know. Is that complicated? I mean, it could be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be two. It could be four. Like... But it's more likely that they're all the same thing. Yes. Because. They, of course, they're all the same thing. Everything is one. Yes. Everything is mental. Everything starts at the top. Mm-hmm. And even if life and death are this one entity questioning itself, and it's like, what am I? Into it has to ask something else, but also it's itself. It's the universe trying to understand itself. Yeah. It's reality questioning what reality is. Thus, life and death and something and nothing. Yes. And as a result, all of everything and all of nothing. Yes. All of it. I think so. I think that makes sense. I'm pretty sure. I hope this makes sense. Please, someone say that this makes sense. It's just (laughs) so freaking abstract. Yes. This is one of those really weird, fringy episodes where it's like, it takes somebody who went balls deep into this. Because here's a problem. This show used to have a lot of conversations like this in the past. But it's really dense shit. So we brought it home and started talking to you guys about more of our job type of stuff, reporting on the things we should be reporting on that you want yeah, to know about. this kind of stuff. Mythological things and creatures. and But now we're talking about the highest tier of creatures. Because we talk Jehovah. You can, under, you can wrap your head around Jehovah. It's simple. They get it. But nothing. The nothing, the something life, and death. Yes. We're talking the toppest of top tiers, the hermetic principles, the most abstract of concepts. We don't normally discuss these things because it is difficult to grasp. And like we report the news, man. We report mm-hmm. on what creature is attacking what or what. We've we, we like to enlighten people with our job and what missions we have from the Illuminati and letting you guys know what's happening here in Universe One and the fact that we discover Universe Three and just concept you can think about and wrap your head around. Not yeah. <laughs> something that seems almost impossible to wrap your head around. It really is. The mm. idea of nothing is crazy and the fact that you can never experience death but death is possible yes which is weird right because this whole conversation and we're not mentioning the fact that consciousness somehow affects us because you got to be conscious to 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 witness life but you have to be conscious to witness death but you can still never witness death which then assures us death is nothingness because you couldn't experience death you're always going to immediately be blinked into a situation which you didn't die yeah yeah you can never Yes. So that you'll kind never of, experience nothing. Yeah, you can't experience death. You can experience dying. That's different. You can experience yes. dying. You can't experience death because you can't perceive something that's unperceivable. You must be perceiving something. Therefore, something must be there to perceive. Yes. So death is. If no. we think about consciousness and yeah. perception, death is nothing. It is. That's that settled it. Consciousness settled what death is. Death is factually nothing, <laughs> and life is factually something. Yes. Alive perception. Mm-hmm. Dead? No, you land back at alive. It doesn't matter how long you were dead, you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You're back to alive. Maybe you're just waking up from a dream. You died, maybe an infinity happened of blackness, but now you're back in life. You just blink, and to you it feels like an instant. I was just there, now I'm here, but a billion trillion years happened, the universe got reshuffled infinitely until a combination happened that you can associate with. 
And now, oh, here I am. Oh, that was just a dream. Yes. But no, the universe ended in the time between you dying in a dream and you waking up in reality. But that wasn't a dream. That was just reality. That was reality. But you didn't perceive the gap of trillions of infinities of nothing because you can't perceive that. It's Mm -mm. impossible. (sighs) Yes. Man, nothing is really something, I guess. I don't know, like... Nothing is not something, no. Now no. we've divided them. Oh, yes, yes. Death nothing. is nothing, and life is something. And they're the same thing somehow. It's mm. weird, right? Because we can say life something, yes, and understand it as duality, two different concepts at the same time, and understand death and nothing as two different concepts at the same time. Harder to wrap our heads around, but the same idea. And know that life and death are still somehow the same as life and something, and death and nothing, somehow life and death have that same relationship with one another where they're the same thing, but also they're different. Life and death? Yes. Somehow life and death are the same, even if they're absolutely different. Yeah. Because one comes after the other no matter what. Or they're happening at the same time. Or they're happening, yeah, at the same time. I don't think think there's a moment with one that there's a moment that there isn't with the other, you know? Mm -hmm. I think... I think we've landed at the fact that, because again, they're the same thing. They're the same thing at the top. Yes. I think that's the reality of the matter here. And somehow, I don't get it. I don't get how the Hermetic Principles caught this and how the Jews got so close. I still don't understand it. I do understand it and I don't understand it at the same time. I mean, it's hard to grasp. It's hard to get. Mm -hmm. But to understand nothing in death, though. That's the problem. Well, we can understand the concept of death. The concept of death is where something starts to disappear. Now, it's weird because life could never experience death. What do you mean? Well, life can't experience dying. Life must always be alive and death must always be dead. But we're alive and we're dying. But can you experience it? Dying. That's all I'm saying. Can you experience death? Not dying. No. Death. But you said dying. Okay. Life oh, okay. can't experience death, and death can't experience life. That was my oh, bad. Oh, okay. Okay. So can life experience death? Mm. No, because life couldn't be able to die. Otherwise, yeah. the universe would plunge into nothing forever because life died. Yeah, no, because it has to be a cycle of life then. Well, they're always there. Yes. They're sort of not really cycling. It's just which one of them we're personally interacting with. And also, we're always, because somehow consciousness is a factor of life, as opposed to a factor of death. There's an interesting feature of life that doesn't seem to be a feature of death. But then death must have an equivalent of, like of what? consciousness. Okay. What is the opposite of consciousness? Because, okay, life is mm-hmm. not consciousness. Life is a possibility yeah. of something. Death is not, a, not conscious and not not conscious. Death is a possibility of nothing. But somehow, life and something equates to consciousness perceiving that something. Yeah. And death and nothing, what? We can't know. We can't know. Um, no, I guess not really. There's no way to solve no, that No, there's one. no opposite. There's no opposite. The middle is consciousness. The middle is? The middle is consciousness. Because that's how you even determine these other two concepts. Yeah. But it's weird because you can't perceive nothing. So how do you point at it? I don't know. Like you can't see. It can't your be own the death, middle. So yeah, it, it can't be the middle. There has to be a transition period: a middle, and then consciousness plus life, and something. Middle. There has to be a middle, 
that understands both life and death, something and nothing, and then an, a conscious equivalent that doesn't understand life and something, but does fully grasp death, death and something and nothing. That does fully understand death and nothing. Because consciousness fully understands life and something. And what about the subconscious? Does that not count as anything? Well, no, because that's also perceiving. Hmm. All of that is a factor of life. But it's perceiving way more than we are. Yes, it's perceiving way more than we are, but it's still perception at the end of the day. That doesn't change the fact that it's perception. Hmm. So we have a bunch of evidence yes. for things related to perception, consciousness. But we don't have anything to discuss what is possible to interact with death and nothing. It's a whole different thing. Like it's If there whole... is something there, then that thing knows what it is. Yes. And it's totally different than we are. We are exclusively interacting with life and something. Yes. And whatever interacts with death Unless and nothing. death and nothing is just our version of the other us, our dream world, or whatever that is. No, because that's something. That's perception. We think it's something. <laughs> no, the fact that you can think about it proves it. Because maybe there is no death or nothing then. Oh, no, that's so complicated. No. Well, we see things die, we but things don't... We believe, don't... exactly. We believe there's death and nothing. And maybe it's all just life and something. Yes. And there's no such thing as the death and nothing. The flip of the coin is just... More life and more, something. Yes. So lights go out to us, but we're just interpreting the dispersal of, oh, shit, well, you're totally right, right? Because we know if we just follow science, well, you can't destroy energy. You can change it. You can't make energy. No. You can change it. Yes. It. The change is what we're calling death. Death yes. and nothing is really change. Yes. It's the change of life and something. Yes. To some other life and something. So then life and death are the same thing and something and nothing are the same thing. It's all one thing. There's it's just one, one thing. thing and yes. we're labeling it differently. Yes. But really, there's no death. There's change. And we're calling that change death. Yes. But it's crap. the change of life. Did we come up with this before? No, I hope not. I don't know. I feel maybe. like it sounds familiar. Change is the answer. Okay, change is the answer. We got it. Change. No, I don't know because it's two things. There's something and there's change. That's it. Okay. Well, no, you. There's no, 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 no. Life and something are exactly the same. Yes. And change is something that could happen to life and something. Yes. But it's not a different thing because it's life and something changing yeah oh, okay. so it's not a second thing there's only life and something there's... and life is something yes there's just life and life changes the yes end. okay but then there's no two in the beginning there's not two things well interesting life would then we would say that infinite potential is life the infant oh no actually no that's wrong oh shit no How that's wrong changing this okay well change so... that's the infinite potential if we go right, oh, okay. right down to the most basic of things, well, there was something, and then there were two things. But are they the same thing? Well, yeah. It's just changing how that thing is working. Okay. It's change. Change is the beginning, the top. Yeah, there is potential and there's change. Yes. And or then the potential is change. The two things, though, would still we would still call nothing death and life something, even though yes. there is no nothing death. But there's also no life something. Yes. There's just the change. there's just change, yes. But it has to separate into the things that we labeled these two things. Yes, we're just labeling it's infinitely. Just change. it's change. I, I guess we, we're falling on the human problem of infinite labels, right? Yes. Really, only thing that exists in the universe is change. Yes. But 
change from something we could perceive to something we can't perceive, I just label two different things. Perception yes. and non-perception. Okay, let's label that even more detailed. What kind of perception? Well, perception of things. Okay, something. The perception of missing. Well, nothing. Yes. Well, what's happening? Well, the transition period. Oh, life. What, what's, what about the other transition period from something to nothing? Well, that's called death. Well, what's experiencing this transition? Okay, now we got to start labeling creations. Okay, well, yeah. there's the universe. The universe breaks up into matter and non-matter. You know? Yeah. There's gaps of nothing and stuff with something. But it's all the same. But it's all the same shit. It's all the same. We're it's labeling just it. It's change. just reality. It's there's just, one thing. Reality. One the thing. end. Yeah. Everything exists or doesn't within reality. But it changes all the time. But it's changing infinitely. Yes. It doesn't stop changing. All there really is, reality and change are the same thing. Yes. Would that mean that positive and negative is also just the same thing, changing? Yes, you can actually change literally within a, a magnetic field from positive to negative. That's a thing you can actually do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh. in, in science, they are indistinguishable from each other. It's just how uh, their, magnet, their magneticism is being affected. That's about it. Okay, so we, we can now play. solve the problem. Yes. Reality equals change and there's nothing more. We're just labeling random shit. Uh, okay. I, I think, think we solved reality. I think we did it. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Okay. So, you guys enjoy that ride? That was a weird one. I hope that made sense. Shit. That's complicated. Damn. Well, look, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I would point at episodes, but like, one, I don't know which ones. To never to this depth. I'm pretty sure we... I don't know which episode it is, but we were on Mars when we were talking about death before. Yes, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, look for that. I'm sure that there's questions about death. That's an episode as well. That's an episode you can track down questions about death. But that's talking about death from like a perspective... From a, a perceivable angle, mm -hmm. you know? Anyways, yeah, you, could get, you guys could find that stuff. Just go hunt it down. There's somewhere out there. You can find a lot of stuff on the official website, greatthoughts.info, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Just Convo Pod. Yes, and remember to subscribe and rate and review the show. Send us a little Grim Reaper emoji. That's awesome. And let someone who might like this show know about it. Yes, word of mouth. And uh, anybody you know who's interested in metaphysics and weird abstract conceptualizations, uh, this is the episode for them. There's not many like this. Show them this one. Yes. This has been The Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. hear about what happened to drake what happened to drake there's a girl that was suing him because she put hot put his she was trying to get pregnant i guess from him right with his condom but he put hot sauce in it and i guess it burned her i don't know how that works that's funny i don't know if that's a true story i feel like it's not <laughs> it's just a ridiculous story if he is really being sued like that that doesn't make sense he was trying to do something illegal that does seem wrong, right? But if she had real damage, can she really sue? Um, uh, the damage she could have done would have been financial, and it could have been quite significant, destroyed his reputation and his estate. So, I say equal. Yeah.
So she got what she had coming for being a schemy, a schemy, uh, a gold digger. Mm. Do we? Do he we said g- he does that to kill off the sperms. Is that, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Hmm. Wonder if he ever imagined that someone would do that. Probably. Just That's why killing. he was doing it. Oh, okay. He was expecting somebody would event. He's fucking Drake. Why not flush it? Isn't that easier? That's way easier. Okay. <laughs> Instead, he carries around hot sauce. Hot sauce. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't story. make sense. There's a there's holes yeah. in that plot. Yeah. Maybe if he really wanted to have sex, but he, there, he wasn't sure that there was going to be a toilet or something to flush it down. Where so do, he has to have an emergency where hot Where do these people live? He's like, maybe there won't be a toilet. Where the fuck? She just shits know. on her fucking <laughs> the corner? Yeah. There's not going to be a toilet, so in case she shits in the corner, I can't just throw my condom in her shit corner. I need some hot sauce to pour in this condom first. I don't know. It's the worst case scenario, I guess. Oh, I don't know. You could just put it in his pocket <laughs> and leave with it. Where is he carrying this hot sauce? Does he have hot sauce croonies? Hot sauce croonies. Yeah, he's just a big fat like buff dude outside as soon as he's done he double taps the door the dude opens it a little and hands him a bottle of hot sauce and just pours it in the condom maybe the podcast is hosted by christina Clazo and jack thomas produced by lynn taylor and published by great thoughts dot info art by zero lupo and logo by seth McAllister with social media managed by Amber Black.